0: Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the healthful food your body craves choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything.
1: Welcome to our Food to Love podcast. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson with Witnessing Nature and Food. I am dedicated to building a health as wealth community so we can all live happy, healthy, fulfilled lives. My company, Witnessing Nature and Food is dedicated to using distinct ingredients organically grown and cleanly made in all aspects of our food delivery and education services. We help understand and shift our relationship with healthy food and food services through all of our educational seminars and cooking classes. We promote locally sourced, organic, sustainable food providing you and your community with a fantastic experience for all of your celebration needs. After all, as communities, we celebrate the most and we commune the most around food, don't we? So it should be food to love. Today, I have back in the studio Troy Albright with True Garden, farm in the Southwest US. This is its first of a first of a kind facility operated by solar power and designed in partnership with Future Growing LLC with a vision to drastically reduce the region's agricultural water consumption while making local living produce available year round in the desert region of Phoenix and throughout the southwest U.S. True Garden is the first high-tech greenhouse in the U.S. capable of producing most of the cool season food crops and year round, even in the scorching desert where temperatures reach 120 degrees during the day and 90 degrees at night in the peak. This is really hot during the summer, isn't it?
2: That's for sure.
1: (laughs) The greenhouse uses very little energy in the winter months by operating in a naturally vented mode. During the hotter summer months, the greenhouse utilizes a combination of smart and efficient technology to affordably keep the greenhouse in optimal temperature. podcast with us. what I haven't told our listeners yet is this podcast happens to be sugar is cocaine but legal break the habit and even use dark chocolate instead so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, me from a food perspective and Troy from a farmer's perspective we're going to talk about um, what sugar is in all of our food and where it's hidden and how to identify it as well as we have some tip cards here for our listeners that are happen to be in the studio with us today, and they're going to have some questions for us later, I hope, that um, the 10 best foods to balance your blood sugar, as well as the benefits of using dark chocolate when you have that sugar craving instead of using sugar-based products. So why don't we get started?
3: Sounds
2: great. Thanks, uh, Chef Jen.
1: So from a pharmacist's perspective, I know from a food perspective, when I look at the ingredients, inside of um every ingredient list that's on stuff that we in the food that we buy and it is called a lot of different kinds of names
2: that is correct lot and of names.
1: they hide it and they don't even count it as carbs as you were telling me before exactly however knowing your mouth is the production point for food and your brain takes this trigger for how to how to emit chemicals to your whatever your mouth tastes I think it's really a shame that we've got a lot of food chemists out there trying to trick us to make food us addicted to food just like the cigarette groups were doing before
2: lots of chemicals to <laughs> stimulate
1: the brain that's correct and if you have your you know if your mouth tastes sweet and it automatically triggers your brain to release insulin into your stomach and no sugar shows up then that chemical is running around your stomach with nothing to do
2: just hanging out wanting more food
1: exactly exactly so give us your perspective on um the 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 sugars the hidden sugars and so on
2: so even you know even as i look at medications anything that is in a liquid form they're using all these different artificial sweeteners again just because they're trying to hide the taste of those medicines because a lot of medicines are bitter uh salty i mean things that taste salty when it comes to medication they're trying to hide that bitterness so Something that we do and even sugar with to
1: reverse having too much spice in there yeah, correct
2: nice. to calm it down so it's uh, interesting to see even on a pharmaceutical point where a lot of these things that you're buying over the counter they're using lots of artificial sweeteners or even sugar dextrose you know things that uh, you've talked about you know sugar alcohols, you know, xylitol, erythritol. I mean, we're going to discuss more of those things as well but it's really being used a lot and our gut doesn't know how to handle those things. It doesn't send a signal back to the brain that hey I'm full. So you just keep eating and eating, and they're hiding in everything. I mean, even as we've raised our kids here, we realized even the sandwich meat that we were buying that we thought was great had sugar in it.
1: So true, so true. And, and it kind of goes back to that old adage, right? When your mom, when you were young, and probably our parents and their parents, a spoonful, spoonful of sugar
3: keeps
2: the doctor keeps
1: away. The med- keeps the doctor away. Keeps yep. the medicine. Makes the medicine go down, right? Oh, so, yes. so yeah. So I mean, absolutely. And then I don't know if anybody's ever. sugar happens to be in our milk because once they pasteurize it, it tastes horrible. I grew up on a dairy farm, so I knew what milk tastes like when it came straight out of the cow. But, and when I moved into the city, once I got pasteurized milk, it was really difficult for my stomach to be able to deal with it. And so it's very interesting that um, if you go and look at that podcast, that uh, uh, Ted talk that um, Jamie Oliver did about how much a kindergartner will eat in sugar or consuming sugar a year, just in eating a little of the milk, white milk, that doesn't even count for, that doesn't count for, um, um, uh, chocolate milk or anything else that they get. It really just around the white sugar piece that's inside of that milk. And it's like a, it's a whole wheelbarrow full in one year the a kindergartner will eat just by drinking those little cartons of milk at school.
2: It is. I didn't know you grazed on a dairy farm too. Oh, yeah. We were too. And so we always had it fresh. Um, So it's interesting to to realize that, again, as we try to make things last longer, what we do to it. So, um, But, yeah, I know we were raised to drink lots of milk as well. And I can just imagine a heaping wheelbarrow because we use milk all the time, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was a staple for us.
1: Yeah, my mom used to pull it out, scrape the fat off of it, and just pour it on our rice or cereal or whatever she fed us. Yeah, exactly. So, tell us about these little packets. So, the audience on the podcast can't see, but we'll take pictures and show you. So, we have these little packets of things around us. So, we have Splenda.
2: Yes. Uh, Sweet Plus, which is like a nutra sweet or Sweet and Low. Sweet and Low. Yep. So, So. I
1: see a ton of like this. has got dextrose and malodextrin in it. And then it has sucralose.
2: Right. So, again, multidextrin and... What was the other one you said? Uh, Dextrose
1: and sucralose, yeah. yeah. So,
2: again, those are just uh, other names for sugar. And then you have the sucralose. Ingest that. Do you know what that uh, actually converts down to in your body?
1: I do, but why not tell her Sue? It
2: actually uh, converts down to chlorine in the body. And that just oh, drives nice. me crazy. I mean, here we're using these artificial sweeteners that um, our government says is safe and it's probably not the exposure just to once in a while but there's some of my patients on the pharmacy side that you know they put two three of these these uh, sugar substitute packets in their drinks all the time and it's that exposure over and over again to these artificial sweeteners that are really affecting our health.
1: I totally totally agree plus you know you know you have all these chemicals not only do you have the chemical that is listed inside of the Splenda now you've already released all the insulin from your brain into your stomach. So you now have more chemicals running around, running rampant and doing all of the horrible things to our gut that uh, we don't need. So how about, this is one I actually, I actually, so I'm a proponent, a huge proponent. For everybody to see raw sugar. So I, if you're going to eat sugar and you're not diabetic, raw sugar is the way to go. I agree. It's absolutely the way to go. Use the real thing. Your brain knows how to deal with it. Your body knows how to deal with it. So there's a raw sugar right there.
2: And typically, it's a brown packet. You know, if the restaurants yep, or yep. stores are offering it, it'll just say sugar in the raw. And uh, I think that's a great uh, way to know that those brown packets are the least processed. You know, you notice it's brown. It's not washed. It's not, not nice and beautiful. So it hasn't been washed with all those chemicals. Again, we're being exposed to other chemicals just to make that sugar nice and white. So raw sugar is the way to go. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So, and another one I use for my diabetic customers or people that don't want to eat sugar, is I've been using this um, pure via stevia, and as we pulled out all of our, <laughs> our packages, I of my, uh, catering car, mm-hmm. and I noticed it has dextrose as the first ingredient, followed by stevia. I made myself upset.
2: That's too bad. They are, again, they're hiding. They're just hiding sugar. I mean, it's it's crazy how they keep hiding the sugar. Yeah, you know, it's too bad they just didn't uh, take that dextrose out of there.
1: It is because stevia actually, it, it's actually pretty good.
2: Correct. It's about a hundred times sweeter than sugar.
1: Like a drop of it, and you can you drop of it, and it's it's perfectly fine. But I never looked at that. I just looked at the fact that it said Whole Earth and it said non-GMO. I was super thrilled, and it came in packets. I know because <laughs> carrying around other stuff and it, that expires and so on is really hard for me as a caterer to to absolutely do. But we have lots of other things that we can use to replace um, sugar, and like a lot of people eat sugar in their coffee. And if you've never tried it, to take a cinnamon stick and put a cinnamon. Stick in your coffee actually takes the bitterness out of the coffee it adds the cinnamon to it and it's actually super nice and those of us who go to starbucks and spend our five dollars for our coffee a lot of times we have cinnamon that we have them add to it anyways and so
2: exactly and cinnamon is also helping keep that blood, uh, blood sugar level actually very stable so if you do end up getting a bagel which is again lots of sugar in there um, it'll help stabilize that that blood sugar so cinnamon's really got a, a yeah. great uh value to it.
1: Absolutely. Let's talk about a little bit about the fact that you mentioned the stabilization of sugar. And um, I actually missed it when I first started talking about it. So the reason why the class is called Sugar is Cocaine, or the podcast, this podcast, Sugar is Cocaine, is it has the same effect as cocaine. It makes you want to have more. And you never get the high every time after you eat it for the first time that you got the first time you had sugar. So when you are looking for or you're consuming too many carbohydrates or bad for you carbohydrates. Um, but when you eat bad carbohydrates, like the bagel, Correct. then it stimulates your blood sugar and your blood sugar goes really high. Everything attacks it, brings right. it back down and then you have a crash. Same thing, same effect that cocaine has Correct. in a different, in a, in a, a different manner in your brain. But it is the same effect. And it makes your body want then again, that sugar to bring it back up in order to make you feel like you're awake and alive. That's the the sugar crash that you have after you have a heavy lunch, right?
2: That's for sure. Or at night, you have a nice couple glasses of wine. And you're sleeping. Just sleeping. Well, you know, or, or a
3: bottle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you finish that bottle from Italy or whatever you have. Um, and then also you're wide awake between one and three. Again, the amount of sugar that's in that wine turns on those adrenals and you're wide awake.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about a couple of we saw this other one right here. You brought it over. Is this one you got from
3: Starbucks?
1: <laughs> with stevia and monk fruit. However, what are the first few ingredients right there?
2: That's a good thing I can still see this, this small print. It's erythritol and fructose. So again, it has it has sugar in there. Fructose is sugar. So they're just changing the name on all these products. And then erythritol is a, another Name for sugar alcohol. There's xylitol, erythritol. And here in, Arizona, or in the United States, our government doesn't say you can, have to count those as carbs, as calories, because it doesn't raise your blood sugar. But if you look at other parts of the world, especially in Europe, they'd act, they count them as carbs, the same as sugar.
1: And I know that, too, we don't have high fructose corn syrup here, but I know that a lot of our beverages, either it's juice mm-hmm. or Soda or um, what else? Let's talk about, Tom, anything else. Any kind of other drink, they put, they put non-fructose corn syrup in. And in other parts of the world, they don't allow that. Correct. Mexico, they have what you call Mexico Coke now. Yes. They call it Mexico Coke because it has real sugar in it. And other places I've traveled, in Europe and so on, they don't put, they put real sugar still in products because they don't authorize high fructose corn syrup and other sweeteners Correct. that we do.
2: And again, a lot of these companies are getting away from the high-fructose corn syrup because you and I as consumers realize that that's not healthy. So now they're changing the names. And again, it's important that we educate ourselves. And if we do, we're going to be healthier and we'll stay away from fructose and dextran and all these different names for the same thing. I mean, we haven't even talked about genetically modified, but almost all your corn in the United States is genetically modified. So again...
1: That's true, 80%. It's
2: It's crazy.
1: And 90% is soy. Uh,
2: correct. So exactly. So, again, uh, they're just hiding these things, these things that, to you as consumers. Oh, it's like, oh, we're looking for a high fructose corn syrup, and it's, oh, that's not in there. Oh, but there is fructose, but it's not corn, right?
3: <laughs> but they're just, lying,
2: they're just lying to us. Okay?
1: Exactly. Exactly. What else do we got here that we haven't talked uh, about? We have
2: some equal here, and the first ingredient is dextran, and then it's maltol, malt, maltodextran which is, again, another name for sugar, aspartame. Uh, do you know what aspartame uh, converts down to? I do. Anybody else here know what aspartame converts down to? No chemist? So what do they use to embalm bodies? Formaldehyde? That's what that converts down to in the body.
1: Makes you excited to know you've had some, right?
2: Yeah, so you're starting to preserve yourself early. <laughs>
1: Maybe then I don't have to have all these facials.
2: There you go. That's <laughs> not as much fun.
1: Oh, facials are much more fun. That's true.
2: Yeah. Nice. So we just, They don't tell you what it's been washed with, but it just says pure sugar, which who knows what that means.
1: True, true. They're still
2: spraying the sugar fields, the sugar cane fields.
1: They absolutely are.
2: I mean... Uh, and then
1: they're bleaching it. Correct. To make it white.
2: Correct. And... Um, I don't know how many of you have been in Hawaii where they grow a lot of the sugar, but those fields aren't even fit to grow anything anymore. So there's a big push to stop using a lot of these uh, pesticides and everything because they have been spraying these fields for so many years, decades, that those that, that area is not even fit to grow anything.
1: It's much like some of Arizona, right? That's why we built a lot of houses over the cotton fields because of all the years of using DDT. Correct. Before it was outlawed.
2: Right. Well, even as farmers, I asked my dad if we did that, and he goes, well, we used anything that the government said was safe. And even, what, 30 years later, we're still seeing those active metabolites come out of the atmosphere. So we're still seeing the metabolites of DDT, and that's still affecting us, and that's why we're seeing all these different types of Inflammatory or...
1: Inflammatory diseases, yeah. Correct.
2: Yeah. Or, I mean, even even leaky gut and
1: yeah, all that leaky
2: stuff, yeah. Yep. All the chemicals we're being exposed to. Autoimmune is the word I was looking for. They're labeling us uh, with all these different autoimmune diseases. And, and it comes back to the foods we're eating and ingesting, which are laced with lots of chemicals.
1: And originally, if I remember right, fibromyalgia was taught to, that it said that oh, people were just imagining it. Right. But a lot of people that have fibromyalgia have gone back to raw diets or at least eating an 80% raw diet, and they've released relieved a lot of those symptoms that they that they used to have.
2: That's correct, because most of the the fruits and vegetables are very anti inflammatory. And so again it's important that we look at getting as many of those servings a day and it's not easy.
1: It is not. And also, you know, I think that I find it um distressing that we have our food pyramid that still says mm-hmm. you should have only four cups of vegetables and fruit a day. Yes. Right, and instead <laughs> of fruits and vegetables at every meal. Every meal. At every meal. And one of the things that concerns me the most about GMOs is we now, you know, know that like DDTs and other things are, um, you know, 30, 40, 50 years after they've outlawed it, we still have issues about it. And we don't know with all the GMOs what the long-term effects are going to be.
2: Well, we're seeing a lot of that follow up, all these different cancers. You know, I was told in pharmacy school, I'd never see these things. And now we're seeing lots of these rare cancers in young kids uh, even my own uh, cousins who are still farmers, you know, they have dementias, Alzheimer's, memory loss because of all the chemicals they have used and are still using that are still considered safe.
1: That is a true statement.
2: It's really sad.
1: It is, yep. And then, you know, we are we are inbreeding these seeds with these chemicals to be resistant to
3: That's correct. certain
1: things. And those, and those things we don't know the long-term effects of um, over the period of time. And we've moved those to a lot of other countries. They're committing suicide and so on in the long term because they're they're very embarrassed or ashamed of the results that they've had.
2: Right. Well parts of the country or the world don't allow you to use glyphosate. I don't know if uh, any of our listeners or the people in, in studio here have heard of glyphosate. Roundup? Yeah. Roundup. Roundup. Roundup, yep. Yep, yep. So on the farmers who are using glyphosate and, and again the company that created that um, said it was safe. And it's funny as I watch different Live interviews, especially people in Europe,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, they'll have different uh, VPs on of this company and and they try to say it's safe and everything and and uh, it was a, I think it was watched in a British network one night late night, and they were, had this guy on and interviewing him, and um, the, the gentleman from this company said, "Oh, it's completely safe you know and, and so the guy brings up some of this uh, life of Satan and pours it on a glass and says, "Well, drink it then if it's safe." <laughs> so he fish broadcaster and stormed off. So what does that tell you?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: So when I look at you know the the things that we use to grow our foods, if you can't drink that and not worry about getting sick from it, then we shouldn't be even putting it on our crops. Well,
1: I, I agree with you because in as part of the FDA, as being a caterer in food safety, we're not allowed to put anything on a plant that you can't eat.
3: That is
2: correct. Even for
1: decoration, you cannot put something on a plate that you can't eat.
2: That's correct. It has to all be edible.
1: Absolutely has to be edible. And there's lots of really pretty foods that would be beautiful garnishes, but you'd then have to put a note on it saying you can't eat this piece, but you could eat this piece.
3: (laughs) And and you always
1: know that somebody's going to eat it anyways, right? Exactly. (laughs) There is a reason why it says for external use on a preparation H bottle. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh... let's come back from a commercial. Let's take a commercial real quick, and then let's come back from that. And, um talk more about ways to balance your blood sugar. Okay? That' be
2: great.
3: <laughs> <It was weird. laughs>
1: Go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to the the podcast, Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson with Witnessing Nature and Food, and I am here with Troy Albright at True Garden, who's also a pharmacist, and we have lots of people in our audience today to ask questions. Um, So we're talking a little bit more about when we left, we left off with the 10 foods to help balance your blood sugar. And I know that um, me, as a practice, I tend to take, get up in the morning and if I can't eat something, then I will have um, a handful of almonds. A handful of almonds help balance your blood sugar so you don't have those spikes of uh, highs and lows. Now, I know that some people have larger hands than mine, but, you know, typically about two ounces is what you things that we can eat during the day that won't give us those highs and lows and that will help us, help us perform at our peak.
2: Right. So, again, you want to be eating raw almonds, not... Um, not the, salt, no, not or, the
1: roasted, not yep, the roasted, exactly. salted, not the honey roasted, not the... I know
2: those are good, but yeah. again, you're getting more sugar added to your thing. That's so a very good point. Real raw
1: almonds and very organic if you can. Absolutely, absolutely. There are a lot of options out there now for organic and, and when it comes down to it, um, the prices for organic are significantly coming down with the, you know, Amazon buying Whole Foods and... Sprouts expanding their stores and a lot of local farmers are all organic, which I buy all organic and I serve all organic. And I buy from a lot of our a lot of our local farmers. I buy from you. So I know. you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just all it's just the one thing I notice about our fruits and vegetables. In Arizona I love is All growing season. But that's right. <laughs> I think I'm on my third plant this year. But, um, no, not this year, no. This is my third plant period, and I've had mine for about nine months now. So that's great. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So um, one thing that's really nice and that a lot of people don't know about is that a lot of our fruits and vegetables are subject to the transportation companies bringing them to our stores. And just like anything else, if you don't have a full truck, when you get a quote from freight from FedEx and says they're going to bring you something, it'll be there between five to seven days or 10 to 14 days, depending on what it is, the weight of it, and how far it's coming. The same thing goes for our fruits and vegetables. If you don't have a full truck, let's say your harvest was low that year, then you have to marry that truck up with other people's harvest in order to get them to the store. So that's when they spray them with other things to make them continue to look nice in a refrigerated area so that when it shows up at your grocery store, it could have been two to Christian in it, correct. Then it could have the day that it was picked,
3: yeah, if
2: not longer. I mean, it could have been. I mean, some of the restaurants that we're servicing and catering companies get their fruits and vegetables from Peru and Ecuador. And I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that it's cheaper for them to ship it all that way than to grow it here. And that just boggles my mind.
1: Well, I think in Arizona, it's a little harder for us to grow certain things. Like, um, I don't think you could grow. Well, you grow watermelon you grow like things maybe there. Right. Some 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 fruit trees probably are really hard for us to
2: but even from California or Florida, yeah, I think we think we should be able statement. to get those things.
1: We get Fuji apples from Oregon, so right. yes. Yes.
2: I guess the thing that I worry about because anything that comes from out of the country as it hits the port, sprayed. it's still being sprayed.
1: Still being sprayed because then, they protect against they can protect against bugs because everything still comes in a wood pallet or in cardboard. Correct. And the one thing that me coming from manufacturing from Asia or wherever else. And they, the heat treating certification only lasted a certain period of time. Right. Right. So it, then they had to go out and be sent back out to be heat treated. It's the same thing for anything that gets shipped in.
2: Correct. And then when it crosses state lines, it gets sprayed again.
1: Yep. yep. Exactly. So again,
2: that's why we're really encouraging everybody to buy from local farmers. Um, as long as they're non-GMO, I think organic's been over, overrated with all the regulations and the watering down of some of the the different uh, regulations, um, but buying local, at least you know you're not getting exposed to lots of different chemicals.
1: Correct, correct. All
2: right, Although so I get... do
1: support local, but, you know, right, exactly. organic too. So, okay. I mean, I've, I'm, trying, I'm going to try and figure out how to get the least amount of chemicals in your body because I think if you're eating good food and they have the least amount of chemicals attached to them, then your body has less things to fight. However, I know that in organic foods, it can be expensive, and for some people, especially for, you know, there's... attention to the environmental working groups um clean 15 and dirty dozen yes then you're doing a good job you focus on the dirty dozen and replace those with organic foods and you know you're not getting the chemicals the chemicals in those and even in my catering business i do a ton of seasonal vegetables i don't say you know we're going to have this or that we're going to pick seasonal vegetables because a lot of times i go to the market or i go to the the farm and they just don't look right they're not nice they're in their flavor then the flavor is bad and so – or not what I would choose, so.
3: Correct. Correct.
1: Do you want to get back to this card here? Yeah. keep looking at it. Oh, I was just curious. (laughs) I was, like, looking at it and,
2: like, hmm, I'm getting hungry. Are you? Yes.
1: So we talked about nuts, right? So especially almonds, that one going. Green leafy vegetables.
2: Celery, parsley. Mhm. Oh, those are all very, very. I got Swiss chard, chard from you it. a
1: couple of weeks ago, and it was. It made my tongue green. It was the, so good. We were making a video for to promote. Um, I think the next class that we're having yeah. the, the um. Um, eat the eat the rainbow class. Eat,
2: yep. Eat the eat, eat the, the rainbow. rainbow class,
1: and I eat the I ate the Swiss chard, and it had my tongue was green, my teeth were green, my lips were green. Yeah, it was something else. <laughs> I
2: want to play the green chef.
1: There we go. But garlic and onions, talk about garlic and onions. I mean, not only do they ward off that vampire.
2: Yes, but garlic's really good for blood pressure.
1: And good for the heart, too. Yes,
2: heart health, blood pressure. So, again, adding garlic, there's and it's very, very healthy. So Plus, it's adds a lot of good flavor to everything you, you put it on.
1: Oh, I love garlic. Yeah. I just make sure that McKellie and I both have garlic the same day so that there you go. we don't have any complaints, right? When
2: you breathe on each other and give each other kisses. <laughs> Nobody <you know>. cares. <laughs> It's garlic because they're just oozing. It's just this kind of garlic cloud, you know. so kind of yeah. They yeah. walk in and as they move away, ar- move away from you, they you can smell the garlic. So I
1: used to travel to India a lot, and I would notice that when we got um, planes that were from India to the U.S., not much, no, not so much going towards India, but when we came back, that you would, you would see a lot of people because they eat a lot of garlic and. Everybody smells. But you know, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid and we grew up on the farm, the city kids always said the farm kids smelled as bad. Yeah. But I never thought so until I moved into the city and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, maybe.
2: Was well, that because we just didn't shower but once a month or something? No,
1: that's not true. We showered <laughs> all the time. My mother would have never let us out of the house being not clean. I know. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Let's talk about legumes.
2: Yeah. I don't really like them, but I'm learning to eat them. You are? Yeah. Why don't you like them? I think it's just been a texture thing.
1: To which legumes do you like?
2: Um, the no. do You mm, like hummus, hummus, though. I'm eating it. I'm learning to eat it.
1: Okay. And then, uh,
2: again, Get I'm enough garlic in it? Yeah, enough garlic and salt. And I'll, I'll tolerate it.
1: So uh red beans, black beans?
2: Uh, Black-eyed peas? Uh, you know, um in uh chili, sure. Mm-hmm. Give me some beef in there and... Or chicken, I'll eat it that way. But again, it's a texture thing for me.
1: I have a couple of customers that actually say that they want no lentils in their food whatsoever, and I love lentils.
2: Oh, I like lentils. I mean, they're way different than any beans. So, but yeah, I'll take lentils any day.
1: So one of the things I like about um, legumes is the fact that they're really more of a long-chain carbohydrate versus a short-chain carbohydrate.
2: Good point. So you get less right. of a blood sugar or a sugar less
1: of spike. a sugar spike, and the one class that we had, did we have a class, was it last month, about probiotics? That is correct. And because you have probiotics that you constantly are eating in your gut, issues and correct. bacteria things, so you have to have good bacteria, but you also have bad bacteria in your gut.
3: That is correct. And if you
1: don't give them some fiber to eat on, then they're going to eat your good bacteria
3: That's and cause correct. your problems. That's correct.
1: So not only does it have the benefit of um, controlling your sugar, it also makes sure that that bad bacteria gets uh, taken away. And right. I think it's the fiber, too. Your colon loves fiber.
2: Right. And that's something I know I need to add in my diet. So, <laughs> that's, but that's why I eat lots of the, the greens. And I don't just juice them. I eat all the greens. I juice the whole green.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: Otherwise, I'm pretty deficient in fiber.
1: You know, and I I, I love eating vegetables. Um, I would have to say I struggle with juicing. Don't I don't. Like I like. Juice? I'm a masticator. I really like uh, to chew.
3: well, that's
2: good because then you're really getting that stomach to put on enough hydrochloric acid to so hey! digest more. So it's really good. Um, it's interesting, you know, if we don't have enough fiber in our diet. we And as a boy, I thought every five days was normal. But again, you just recycling all those toxins and hormones that, you know, chemicals that are in your diet. So it's important to have enough fiber mm-hmm. so you stay regular.
1: That's a good point. Very good point. Um, I had a nutritionist one time tell me that it's important that you go twice a day. I'm like, I'm excited I go once a day.
2: <laughs> As you add more fruits and vegetables, that just naturally occurs. And I know a lot of my audience, they they really grow a lot of their own food. They take whole food supplements. And I'm sure they have no issues staying regular. Awesome. <laughs>
1: But again, I mean, really keeping your colon healthy, happy, ha- healthy and happy.
3: Exactly.
1: There was a, um, we'll do this uh, funny joke. So, I mean, you guys won't find it funny. But at one point, there was this joke that came out when I was a kid. And it said, you know, the whole body, all the body organs got together and they decided they all wanted to be king. The brain wanted to be king because it told the whole the body what to do. The heart wanted to be king. Uh, It gave you uh, air, stomach, digested all your nutrients and got it to your whole body. And the colon popped up and said, I want to be king. And everybody laughed and laughed and laughed. So they decided they didn't want to work. The eyes were watery. The heart was pumping hard. The air was harder to breathe. The brain was a little watery. And they said, okay, fine, fine. You can be king. (laughs)
2: Uh, Yep. Again, that healthy gut is so important.
1: I agree with you. So how about vinegar?
2: I love vinegar. I'm sure a lot of our audience uses vinegar to wash all their fruit and vegetables in.
1: Exactly. It's,
2: it's a great way. Uh, again... How about eating it? I, I love uh, the uh, apple cider vinegar. I use a lot of that. Um, again, it helps with digestion. On a regular basis.
1: I totally agree. And I love making uh, an apple cider vinaigrette. So I use French mustard. It's uh, I get it use May from I we get it from France. We can actually okay. buy it now here. Used to only
3: I used oh, to bring really?
1: back a suitcase full of it, okay. but now I can now I can buy it here. And you add a that and a little bit of olive oil to it. Fantastic.
3: Hmm.
2: Add a little
1: honey to it? You got honey mustard?
3: Oh, really? Like a
2: one to one to one or So
1: no, no. But I think no. I have a recipe online that it? it is. Oh,
2: okay. your secret recipe. Yes, my
1: secret recipe. I, just, I do it by view, but
2: Oh, okay. I just pour it on. I just apple Do cider you? vinegar, and I pour some olive oil on. Sometimes, you know, I, I just sort of create my own compound awesome. uh, salad. You know, I, my wife awesome. sort of looks at me like, what are you doing? And <laughs> just keep dousing stuff on there. So
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, we've all gotten um, really, if you look at a lot of the dressings that are, that are available online, it's really hard.
2: Yeah, I forget you have that resource there. It's, it's important that those that are listening to this, like starting to realize how simple they are. There's not all the yeah, ingredients.
1: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I well, there are some that that have quite a bit of ingredients. Like a, a souffle requires a little bit of steps and so on. But uh, honestly, most of my recipes, if I can't do them in under 30 minutes, I'll eat popcorn. Oh, I love popcorn. <laughs> Give me
3: popcorn
2: any day of the week. So.
1: How about sprouts and microgreens? I love sprouts and microgreens, and. One of the things I love to cook with now is since I did a, a class on um, sprouted grains versus using flour that is not sprouted, even though I do use a lot of organic flour, um, the, the sprouts actually start to change those carbohydrates again into long-chain carbohydrates. So that
2: exactly. And again, those sprouts or the little microgreens are so Powerful, I mean, compared to A full-grown plant And um, what's ironic is uh, I know they, uh, they just came out with a Microgreen uh, micro extension kit For those that have tower gardens, and we're excited About it. I, just I know, thought, I was one buying a here.
1: picture of it, yeah, yeah
2: Actually, one came oh, in yeah. And okay. uh tell you a funny story um, I, I was looking for it this past Week, and I couldn't find my microgreen Tower, and somebody came In here and goes Yeah, I, I didn't know I was buying this tower, I thought I was buying the tower that we have here, we're you know
3: <laughs> and I'm
2: like, and they show me a picture of it. And like, oh my gosh, that's my microgreen tower. So we sold them.
1: It was in the same box. So
2: so here he took home and put it together, and it wasn't even what he was thought he was buying. So fortunately well, he, he brought, brought it back. back yeah. So it? went to his house and and uh, helped him set up his new tower. And um, but again, those sprouts, those microgreens are just loaded with uh, antioxidants. Again, growing your own food, you're going to be way ahead on the health curve.
1: And it is really, it is really easy to do to grow those sprouts. And, and one thing that's really nice about sprouts is that they're mostly local. Correct. You usually have a lot of um, microgreen local uh, places that just grow them and then they sell them directly to the stores. My favorite happens to be broccoli green, broccoli sprouts, broccoli oh, really? sprouts, and clover sprouts. For me, they're fantastic.
2: Does it even? It just looks like a. It doesn't really look like anything, right? It just looks like a little clover leaf. Or I'm trying. To look, I um, don't know if I've ever grown broccoli sprouts.
1: Broccoli sprouts—they just have like two little leaves at the end of it, and they're just—they're just cute. I can show you some pictures of That's you clip of it. off
2: those two it's little leaves.
1: You, no, you put the whole sprout on top of it. I use yeah. it garnishes on, on soups. Uh, I put a garnish on a ton of different kinds of things. I put garnish on salmon the other day.
2: Well, see, I never would eat this stuff as a kid. So it's uh, it's ironic because I've gotten older here. My um,
1: mom would call them weeds.
2: Yeah, in Minnesota, we never ate them. Damn-
1: And dandelions are so good dandelion greens especially mm-hmm. yes they're one of some of my favorite garnishes I buy um, carrots with the greens on it beets with the greens on it and we make different kinds of things out of the greens but it's easier than using um, um flat leaf lettuce and or flat leaf parsley and, and cilantro sometimes
2: oh so you chop those those chop them right up and yeah put them in absolutely as well? really?
1: super I yummy them to the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> well that works too chickens love them yeah
2: okay. chickens love them I never thought about eating it
1: Oh, yeah, they're really
2: good. Because some people talk about eating the roots on some of the vegetables as well, and I've never really done that as, as either. I don't know if you've ever done that, like on the chimes and the onion, onion, onion. No,
1: I'm not really, yeah, no.
2: I'm, I haven't really gotten into any of that as well, so let's try another time.
1: Maybe, maybe. Okay. So let's see. We have seeds. We haven't talked about seeds.
2: Right. Lots of good seeds. You know, I did a consult on a lady the other day, and she was a six. but I looked at her blood work and it was incredible and she was using chia seeds from a certain part of the country uh, and she was getting incredible results. Uh, the one thing that I always worry about is that are we digesting those seeds? And you know, people ah, have, have yes, particular yep. So you got to really make sure as you talked about chewing them or masticating I'm making sure that you're, you're chewing those seeds up well so they don't get caught in your colon in your GI tract
3: true, and cause more
2: issues. But otherwise, you know, seeds are very good and, you know, flax you know, has a lot of isoflavones, You know, again,
1: and and actually, if you if you don't chew them up, then you don't get the benefit exactly. from them. Exactly, they just go off. right they go yeah. out just the way they came in. Yeah,
2: exactly, so it's important that you you chew them up well. And again, buying seeds, uh, you know, non-GMO organic important. Um, that way, you're not being exposed to more chemicals.
1: So. And I like how they factor. They really, you know, a lot of these things that balance blood sugar, they really help control and decrease.
3: And
2: give you a lot of the the phytonutrients that we all need, and uh it's it's easy to think that you know oh i it's just a plain salad, but as you throw different seeds and nuts and things on your salads or in what you're cooking, you're gonna really taste the difference with the different flavors seeds can bring to you
1: absolutely, and I love seeds and some flavor seeds on my salad, in fact. I'll probably save them all to the end and just eat them all up because I just love oh, to really? eat that. I love to eat the nuts. Yeah. I love the seeds and the nuts, absolutely. So we have one more thing on our 10 foods to yeah, uh, the,
3: best, the part. best
1: part. Um so we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and we will talk about the benefits of dark chocolate and how it can help you break the sugar habit.
2: Oh, I look forward to it.
0: Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? (gasps) Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the healthful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic, witnessing nature in everything.
1: Welcome back to our podcast, Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson, and I'm here. With Troy Albright at True Garden, and we are on the last segment here, talking about dark chocolate and how we can use dark chocolate to help kick the sugar habit. I'm not a huge sweet loving person. However, I like my popcorn, so I might be a I might be a border of a bad carbohydrate thing. I'm not a um, I'm not a huge pasta person or anything like that. Or, um, but I really do like popcorn. So I, I find that sometimes when I really late at night and I'm coming home because we do a lot of catering. We do it really late at night and we come back. And if I don't have something super quick to eat, then popcorn is my default. But I have learned that through cooking um, things in my kitchen and so on, I use a lot of dark chocolate. I don't don't think I have anything where I use any chocolate under 70% cacao. And so I brought some stuff here. So those are the so, um, I typically,
2: so why,
3: use, why don't you use less
1: than 70%? Um, because it has a lot less sugar in it. And honestly, if I just have one square, Oh, I see. If I have one square of chocolate and I wait 20 minutes, then I'm not craving sugar anymore. Okay. I'm not craving a fast meal or I'm not craving popcorn, um, or anything that could be bad. Cause you know, at 11 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at midnight, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to bed soon. Right. And if you go to bed on eating a bunch of carbohydrates,
2: Forget it. You're out <laughs> of
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I do use the guitar chocolate. It is 70% cacao. And we're going to try it here. So I brought that. And then also.
2: Where's that from, Guitard? What country is that?
1: So it is, honestly, San Francisco.
2: Oh, really? Okay. From here. Cool. Made in the USA. It That's is, amazing.
1: absolutely. Okay. We do not use ingredients that are genetically engineered.
2: Oh, I love that. You're going to yeah. start seeing that appear on a lot of things. And I'll encourage you to buy products that are putting that on their label now
1: yeah yeah exactly and then also you know this one says fair, fair trade certified oh
3: that's nice too
1: so yeah so i always make sure that my chocolate has fair trade certified bio or or organic what is um, fair
2: trade certified was maybe you tell your listeners what that means
1: so fair trade certified means that um, they're using ethical practices okay they're using ethical business practices and they're not using children to do their, to do their stuff. Okay. And they're paying their, um, they're paying their, uh, their employees, fair wages.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of different things that go through. And then this, you know, this one right here, we're going to try this one. The Kelly brought this to me from Europe. So this is a French dark chocolate. It's Ooh. 80%. And it's actually, I like the 82. When you start getting to 90, then you're getting to the point where you have to add a little bit of sugar to it to be able to, to to eat it.
2: Okay. Or even stevia? Even
1: stevia is perfectly fine. Absolutely. Last night we made, at a new leaf, we made brownies with the kids and we used non-Dutch processed chocolate. Okay. Chocolate baking powder, which is 95%. We added raw sugar to it. Okay. They made them little uh, sugar and then we made a whipped cream with uh, coconut um, whip and put avocado in it, turn it green and then put... um, diced up mint leaves in it so oh, that it had the mint flavor. So we did a little St. Patrick's dinner last night. Oh, and so that's, that's what cool. we. That's what we did. So, yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, if you can just eat a little bit of dark chocolate and it so satisfies you that you really don't have to. And it doesn't give you that sugar spike.
2: I know. It's that's quite something. I love the Swedish chocolate. That's my favorite.
1: Well, it is the Europeans that have yes. done a lot of the. I'm going to use um, Hershey's name, but I okay. remember Hershey's milk chocolate and I just loved it. And then as I got older and it became more processed and they put Correct. more wax in it,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I just can't, I had more sugar and more wax, I just can't, I couldn't do it. And for years before I traveled back to Europe, I didn't have chocolate at all because I couldn't, I just could not stand it. And my favorite things used to be like Reese's peanut butter cups. That was like my.
2: Oh, I never liked that.
1: You never liked that. My mom used to make them with dark chocolate and peanut butter. Oh. I have had all that separate. We have to, you're, do you have to separate your food and your plates? Back
2: then I did. Not anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. I think
1: my son, Tim, he has the divider plates, and I think oh, he still does separate My wife food. does too, yes. <laughs> for, her, for
2: her 50th birthday, we got her one of those child divider plates. Oh, nice. <laughs> she thought it was funny. <laughs> She's
1: probably not going to be happy listening to this. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where you sleep.
2: We still have that.
1: Awesome. All awesome. right. So we go through. A little bit of our dark chocolate um, that will help you kick the sugar habit. Like I said, they just use a little bit of a square, and you guys can't see here, but they're probably what, one inch of square, or maybe a little round that? One, one
3: inch, by One, and a half. one by uh-huh. one by
1: one and a half, something like that. Yeah. One square, wait 20 minutes, and I feel completely satiated that I do not have to have something to eat.
2: I have to have salt with it, so but I, that means I have adrenal issues, right? Yeah, yeah. So give me salt on it, and I'll eat it.
1: Well, we can do that too. I think they actually, we, have, we brought some, right, honey? We brought some that has salt and oh, chocolate good. on it. Oh,
3: I'll eat the whole package of
1: that. <laughs> you can only have one at a time.
3: Oh, okay. All right, I'll do that.
1: So, we've done, I brought a little tip card here the bonuses of the benefits of eating dark chocolate and being able to kick the sugar habit. But, um, I mean, we talked a little bit earlier about one of the sugars, that one of the things that balances your blood sugar is dark chocolate. And here's some of the studies. That talk about you know that um, you get a healthier heart, right? Because if you have less of that, you have lower blood blood pressure, and it's basically due to the flavonoids and the antioxidants that provide flexibility in your your veins and your arteries.
2: Right, and that was a huge study. I mean, I, I remember reading that thirty one thousand women that they had in the study. So that's that's a, that's not just like well, a couple hundred.
1: And you so. know. The funny thing is that everybody talks about breast cancer for women, right? But it is heart attack that is the leading killer of women. That is true. It is a heart attack that is the leading killer of women. And, you know, like I said, for weight loss, you know, one of the topics here is weight loss. And I made it really small. But um, because once you get satisfied with a piece of the chocolate, then you don't want to eat a bunch of other things like your bowl of popcorn.
2: A bag of chips like I did last night.
1: bag of chips. Yep, yep.
2: I didn't have any chocolate, I couldn't find any actually.
1: So I'll leave you with some. Okay. Um and then, you know, if you don't if you have left you're having diabetes.
2: That is correct. I mean it's crazy. Um even as you look at taking whole food supplements, you getting finding supplements that don't have that sugar in it, because they can take it out. Yes, yes. So problem is, you know, they make them for kids. They try to make them real tasty. So, again, they're putting sugar back in there or artificial sweeteners or colors, artificial colors. Being...
1: Remember the big uh, 1980s fat-free um, oh, yeah. crave, right? Yes,
2: we did everything fat-free back did then. did
1: absolutely fat-free, so they put margarine in it. Correct. Said, well, we're going to have a class coming up here about the, the fats, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But, yeah, exactly. um, I mean, they took in order to make people eat it, they added sugar to it. I know. Now, hence, we have the foods that we have today. So, yes, so um, con- dark diabetes prevention helps control your insulin sensitivity. And this one is one that I was thought was funny, and I had to look and research in four or five
3: more
2: Like a chocolate will help with coughing. I mean, I remember when our kids were having issues and we didn't have any of the cough syrups because it seemed like whenever they had that, we could give them some chocolate and we did actually we used a lot of Hershey's chocolate back then <laughs> and it, so worked. it was a
1: little better. Yeah.
3: Yes.
1: But yeah, I was actually shocked and I had to go and search five or six other places to make sure that make sure that I was actually reading it correctly and I wasn't um, um, just going to stick it in here because it said it on Google.
2: Yeah, no, there's a, <laughs> it does help with cough, So there's a lot of uh, research that shows that.
1: And this one was a little bit, I thought was extremely interesting too that it helps reduce you
2: San Diego, UC San Diego. I, I saw that way back when. Um, I don't know if that's just a comfort food, but again, salt salt and chocolate really does that for me.
1: Well, you know, um, they do say that uh, women uh, during certain times of the month like <laughs> chocolate. Mm-hmm. It helps control maybe our... our uh,
2: uh, that emotional, time, <laughs> the that emotional that go time. Let's just go with that. Yeah, I, I work time. with a lot of women on that side. And again, control insulin resistance we have less of a response that affects the hormones then. So then the hormones don't uh, get out of such balance because then it's affecting estrogen. So as estrogen levels go up, you know, then we see more irritableness, anxiousness. So again, keeping your blood sugar very stable, you'll see less of that swing, mood swings. And again, that
1: makes completely, so makes completely make sense. sense? Mm-hmm. Even though the Swiss scientists have Swiss chocolate, right? So this is the scientists that figured it out, right? right. That uh, if, uh, if anxious people, weeks that they would, their, their stress hormones would be significantly reduced.
2: Again, if you're eating something that really satiates you and makes you feel good, especially if it's good quality chocolate, like what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. um, I know it's going to help to a certain extent.
1: That is good. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, how about sun protection?
2: I have never heard of this one. I have never heard of chocolate becoming – I mean, are you putting chocolate on your skin, or what are you doing here?
1: No, it says that um, if you – if three months, but it's three months. You have to have three months where you eat chocolate because it has the high level of flavonoids in it that um, the skin took twice as long to develop in the reddening effect. Now, I still think that this is in here, but you still have to put your SPF on.
2: Well, it's another chemical.
1: <laughs> so,
2: true. Um, I uh, I guess I'm only using the titanium dioxide type sunscreens, but that's another one we can always talk about down the road here. Yeah, that's true. Um, but this is interest, interesting. Again, you know, the flavonoids, uh, the flavonoids things. Again, you can look at the foods that have those in there, and you're going to be healthier. So, again, flax I think this has
1: given me a license to eat chocolate for three months. There you go. <laughs> and see, if see if yeah, we here. see if we burn exactly. We are in Arizona, and in three months it's going to be hot.
2: It will be. And, again, when you're out in the sun, that generates vitamin D. So, uh, the problem with that is we shower every day and we wash a lot of that vitamin D off. So here you go. Add some, some chocolate to it and there you increase, go. Your, increase your flavonoids. Uh, and you level. know,
1: as women get older, I don't know about men, but I know that as women, when I've gone to the doctor, they always test for my vitamin D level because we can become, as we get older, 40s, 50s, that we can we can be very deficient and end up in vitamin D.
2: That is correct.
1: And the only way to get it back is by taking those um, the pills that have like uh, 10 million... I think, like, for seven or ten days, it's right straight in a row.
2: Yeah, well, now you don't have to. There's the active form of vitamin D3 is readily available. So you can just uh, take that now. And um, they always worry about the flu, you know, and that's becoming more of an issue just because we're staying inside or we're being covered up more. So, again, there's different ways you can get vitamin D, and, and supplementing that would be a good way to do that.
1: That is awesome. Vitamin D. So whoever would have ever known that we would actually be deficient in vitamin D? I
2: mean, we use that for our flu shots. We don't really believe in the flu vaccine because uh, as those that have gotten the flu vaccine this year, it was only 25% effective. So that means, Was
1: that much? I thought it was less than that. You know,
2: they're trying to stretch it to 25%. Are
1: they? So
2: one in four people that got the flu shot still got the flu. So isn't that uh, no. actually three out of four still got the flu?
1: I think that a lot of people think that you get the flu shot, that it's going to get rid of it. Right. But I don't think they realize necessarily that a company is formulating what they think the virus is going to be for the correct. year and they're ge- injecting you with it so that you can build up a back resistance to it.
2: Immunity. Correct.
1: Right. So the
2: problem is by the time it gets across the United States, it's already mutated. and you know, This is true. So it'd be better to just take vitamin D, ramp up your vitamin D, um, and uh, that can be your form of uh, flu vaccine.
1: Let's get through these other two here. Higher intelligence. I like this one. You like that one? Yes. Except that you um, don't feel guilty working on, working with eating dark chocolate, because if you have less stress level, it helps boost your brain power.
2: I should have done more of this in high school, in high school no and kidding. college. In college, yeah yeah, 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 I did a lot of pizza. You know what that does? <laughs> Than doing chocolate.
1: Exactly. And then this last one here, diarrhea relief.
2: Again, I, I don't uh, have, never think of using chocolate for this.
1: So, yeah, the flavonoids in chocolate help bind the protein to regulate the fluid secretion in the small, det- small intestines and helps cure diarrhea. I had not heard of it either. Anyway. I was doing some research.
2: Huh. So, again, when you look back in the 16th century, we didn't have uh, these different probiotics or things they could actually take. So they use chocolate or True, cocoa. True,
1: or we didn't have, uh, what is the Imodium-AD or whatever right. it is Did we, to stop it all up?
2: Exactly, or Lomoto was a prescription yep, yep. drug.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: no, this, this is really neat to see that, you know, again, things that we don't think we should be eating there are some chocolate, but now, there's still a place for it.
1: No, no, no. I would say that we're saying we're going to eat a little bit of chocolate. It's at an ounce and a half, Right.
2: That's that whole bar over there, right?
1: No, it's not. Sorry, it's not a whole bar. No, no, no. That's almost like an
2: ounce to me. (laughs) Or two. Okay. (laughs) Put some caramel on it, salted caramel, then I'd have to eat the whole thing.
1: Yeah, well, we're not going to do that for you. We're just giving you regular chocolate.
2: All right. I can hardly wait to try it.
1: Me too, me too. I think this is going to be a ton of fun. So, Troy, tell everybody how to get a hold of you.
2: So, um, True Garden. If you have any questions on growing food your, for yourself, uh, we have a website, truegarden.com. We also have a commercial website as well, which is uh, tower.farm. Um, you know, on the pharmacy side, we also do a lot of alternative medicine there because I just do compounding. And that's uh, rxformulations.net. Uh, and, uh, again, we're looking at overall health and and getting you off these drugs. Uh, you know, we think that they're at the answer, but they just add more issues. They're just, it's like an onion. You have to peel those layers back.
1: And figure it out. I mean, otherwise, you're just treating the symptoms, right?
2: Exactly. And it starts again with the food you're eating. Yep, I
1: totally complete, agree. I totally I believe component. that food heals, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, Puckerties, uh knew that and understood that, that food is medicine and medicine is food. And I'm really a firm believer of that. And a lot of us in the audience here understand that you can heal quicker and fight off things just by eating good quality food.
1: I totally agree. Thank you so much for being on. You're mm-hmm. going to be on here again because you were on the, one of the first couples that we did, and now you're back on. And, yeah,
3: this is great.
1: And, uh, I love doing it with having an audience because when we get off of here, we're going to do questions. Great. And with Witnessing Nature and Food, and our podcast is love. You can follow us on Facebook, Witnessing Nature. Go to our website, witnessingnature.net, Um and all of our social media, In Instagram, we post on Instagram every week, a new recipe. They're easy to do. Um, I encourage everybody to take pictures of them do, making the recipe that we post and then tagging us on it so that we can see everybody being engaged. So it's a total amount of fun. I just love the Health as Wealth community. and All of you guys. So thank you all for being here today. And look forward to talking to you next week with another fantastic guest.
0: Thank you very much. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? (gasps) Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the healthful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything.